Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Time right now uh, to talk to the general manager of football, for the Warriors, Craig Hodges, he joins us. G'day, Craig, how you doing? Good morning, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate, good. How's, how's Redcliffe? I'm just, I'm sitting out front of our office now as the sun's coming up at 7 o'clock here in the morning over here and it's a beautiful blue sky and a perfect day today. We've had so much rain over here the last few months, but today's a postcode. Oh, mate, that's good to hear and thanks for getting up so so damn early. I forget that uh, Queensland does, doesn't do the daylight savings thing, so makes it that, that much earlier. Yeah, Definitely up at the Sparrows fart for us. Nah, that's all right. We're in here fairly early every day. Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. How are, you, how are you settling into the new role and how does this role differ to the role that Peter O'Sullivan held? Well, uh, firstly, I'll answer the second part first. Peter was a recruitment officer, so he, he just did recruitment uh, for the club. Uh, so my role, I sort of oversee a lot of the different departments. I do the recruitment as well. And then um, on top of that, as a part of this uh, GM role, uh, but I oversee our medical, our welfare, our training, our high performance, our, our um, yeah, our... Um, you know, all, all our different um, areas that make up our football department. So um, it's an exciting role. And, and the first part of your question, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's very different to coaching of, of what's been in coaching. So in coaching, your your day and your week is very structured. You know exactly that we have to show this video today and we've got this training session. And as a GM, uh, you can drive to work in the morning and I normally get in here about 6 o'clock and you've got a clear idea in your head of what your... Um, you know, what you're going to do for the day. You've got a couple of things that you need to attack early and then you get one phone call about something and then your whole day spirals out of control in a completely different direction. So it's a... Um uh, this role is very unstructured and and uh, unscripted compared to coaching. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a, a much bigger role than what Peter was doing. Obviously, he 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 has been a loss. But uh, from a recruitment point of view, which is part of your remit, has has anything changed in terms of the direction the club's going from what Peter was trying to do to to, to what you're overseeing? Uh, probably not consciously, but subconsciously, we probably look for different things. Um, Peter really likes um, talented athletic players. Um, myself, I really like um, hard-working competitive players. So we really want to try and bring some competitors into the club. Um, I'm going to have, have a strong focus uh, also oversee our, our Pathways and Development Program along with the guys that are on the ground in New Zealand. And we're going to have a really strong focus on, on developing, um, you know, creating a program that develops uh, the young guys in our country to come through and be able to play first grade, but not just play first grade, play first grade to a level where we can win competitions. Um, so that's a great challenge for us um, with that. But 
to start with, we're, we are and um, we'll be recruiting some guys to help with that, to bring in that sort of mentality, that real hard edge to them, that, that um, real competitiveness. And they'll help the young guys in our NRL squad immediately, like Rocco Berry and Ellie Katoa and um, Billy Armavalai and, and the, you know, all these, Reese Walsh, all these young guys that we've got that are uh, 21 and under, uh, these guys will help them no end. And then uh, we'll set the standard for the generations to come through the Pathways program. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really good. I'm glad you brought that up because that is something I wanted to ask you about. And I, and I know that, you know, things have changed a lot in the last 10 years. But if you looked at the way the club was travelling uh, when Ivan Cleary was there, a big part of that success was due to the under 20s program that we had. Um, obviously, things have changed in that department. But you look at sort of what the Panthers have put in place and, and that, that youth system they've got to a real machine and a real key to their success. So as re looking, at that part of your remit as well? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's an area that we can get great improvement in and it's an area that I'm very passionate about. So we were lucky enough to have uh, Phil Gould involved for a short period of time with us. So we picked his brains um, as much as we could on things they'd done at the Panthers and and, uh, stuff like that. I I was lucky myself. I had um, four or five years at the Broncos where I coached the under-20s and and worked with their um, elite pathways program. So... Uh, when Gus was setting up the Panthers program, he actually came up and spent some time with the at the Broncos to uh, go through everything that we were doing there in those days. So I feel like we've got a really good, um, a really good base. Sorry, I just got a truck going past me. <laughs> You're right, mate. Out of the road. Um, I feel like we've got a really good um, um, starting base to be able to um, uh, put some things in place to be able to help us build the type of program that we want. Um, and like I said, we're we're looking to. For it to be a genuinely elite program, there's, there's lots of other programs around the country that'll encourage participation, but we're looking for an elite program that develops premiership winning NRL players. Yeah, and that's what we want to see. Uh, I did I did put out through the last hour that we were going to be talking to you today and ask for people to put their questions forward as well. You know, every time we talk Warriors on SENZ, the text machine blows up, mate. We uh, There's plenty of passionate fans out there. Um, Vaughan has asked a question, and he said, we're a breeding ground when it comes to backs in either league or union. Why do we seem to be missing talent in that area at the moment and we're needing to resort to signing guys that have maybe failed at other Australian clubs? Yeah, I think um, I, I think we've got some really good young kids coming through in Rocco Berry, outstanding young kid. Um, uh, Billy Armavello, like I said, is a... Is a um, Billy's an a, a exciting prospect. Ed Cossey's a young guy. All these guys are under 20 and they're outstanding guys coming through. Um, one of the challenges we've had in the past, we've got Della martinez Lesiak back now, who's the current New Zealand captain. Um, come back to us, and, and, and he's a great example of some of those guys that um, we, we miss out on to start with. You know, they've either gone to Australian clubs at a young age, or they've been uh, they've actually moved to Australia at a young age. And we want to provide a, you know an opportunity and a pathway for those guys to come back too. Um, the, I, I agree with the sentiment, but if we get our pathways program right to your to your um, person that asked your question, you know, these these young kids will have no desire to go to the Australian clubs. They'll have no desire to leave us and we won't have to go looking for um, Aussie kids then. We'll, we'll have a program that builds and, and creates the players that we need and we won't need to look outside our program too often. And when we do look outside, it will just be to get the absolute elite. Well, I was going to say that's that's probably another another question because it, it, it is two sides of the same coin. But uh, recruitment versus development, how do they coexist, and how do you balance it? 
Well, in a, in a nutshell, in the short term, we'll be a recruitment club. We're putting together a side. You know, our, our current NRL side is a recruited side. And then over the next three to five years, uh, we want to phase into being a development club. That gives us gives ourselves time to um, build the pathways program that we need and want uh, to put the things in place and to allow the 14 and 15-year-old kids that we identify at the moment to allow them to be developed and educated and brought through the system and be old enough to be playing first grade. So, uh, in in a nutshell, that's what we—that's the basic bones of where we sit at the moment. Without without boring you with a bucket load of detail, we're, we're uh, we've recruited a lot of guys at the moment, and in the next three to five years, we'll uh, phase over to being a development club. And then, it's like planting a tree. Um, once that tree starts to uh, bear fruit, will um, you know it'll it'll bear fruit forever. So you know if we if we um, water and nurture and look after the seedling properly and that's the that's the position we're in at the moment our pathways program is a seedling if we look after it uh properly and develop it um it'll become something that'll that'll feed our club for a long long time and now the, another message we had through was from Ryan, and I think he might be fishing for a job here, mate, but he, he did say, you know, <laughs> we've had, had so many great warriors come out of the South Island, guys like Simon Mannering uh, and Lewis Brown, etc. cetera. Uh, it's a great uh, uh, history of, of producing great players. Uh, how do you go about identifying and recruiting players out of the South Island? Do you have people down there watching, or is that something that you oversee uh, and, and you see it from a broader base? No, we, we absolutely have people down there. We have... Um you know, we've got Grant Polkington and Tony Oro that are um, in the office at Auckland, and they're constantly speaking to all their different contacts and networks around the around the whole country, um, not just the South Island. Or, uh, but they're, they're they're talking to people all the time. They're extremely well connected men, and they're out watching all sorts of games, from schoolboy games to weekend games to um, any tips they get on people um, through that network that they've got. Uh, they'll go and follow them up and. Um, so we've got a we we do have a network of people out there, and that network's growing and getting stronger uh, and more reliable uh, by the day. That's no, fantastic, Ryan. There you go. Just get your CV into Tony Ito, and uh, you, you might you might be away. <laughs> you might be away. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of your recruitment, Craig. Of course, uh, Dylan Walker was a big signing a couple of weeks ago that was announced. Um, what's the plan for Dylan Walker with the Warriors, uh, as you see it? I mean, he can play centre, obviously, and that's a position we've talked about. We could use some experience in. He, he's played six before. Or do you see him as a fourteenth man? Where does he sit? Well, first and foremost, Dylan fits into that category I was talking about, about extremely competitive men. Clubs he's been at have been uh, winning clubs. They win games of football, whether that be Rabbitohs or Manly. Uh, he knows how to win, and he competes hard every day of the week. So that was important for us. The, the second part of it is I've already spoke about the talent of the younger guys we've got, all these under-20s guys, our two centres, our full-back. Uh, they're all extremely young. So what Dylan does... Dylan can come in and provide assistance to all those guys um, if they're in form slumps or if they have um, uh, injuries and they're out for a small period of time. He can fill their position without blocking their pathway. So Dylan's not just a left centre for argument's sake and then blocks the pathway of one of those young guys. He can he can play centre, uh, he can play fullback, he can play in the halves, he can play lock, he can play second row. And, and if everybody's fit and healthy and firing, he can just sit in that number 14 position and come on in, in any position that's required during the game. So I feel he's an extremely valuable player for us uh, on and off the field. 
Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a great addition. You've got, you've got other uh, great additions as well. One of those is Luke Metcalf, um, who, who's coming in next year out of the Sharks. Um, do you think he's going to come into the club as a half predominantly, or is, is he a backup option if we lose Reese Walsh and, and, and you see him more as a fullback? Uh, the, the club's identified him as a half. They, they were, he was recruited before I got into this role, but he's an exciting prospect, and they identified him as a half. But he certainly spent a lot of time as a junior player and a emerging player at fullback. So, he, so he does give us coverage there for Reese if anything goes down. Um, having these guys that have some versatility about them is fantastic for us, and only makes us stronger. Um, they can play NRL in two or three different positions, and that's uh, that's outstanding for all of us. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right, mate. Of course, uh, Marata Niakore is coming in next season as well. So things looking good for next season on the recruitment front. But what about the players that we're losing? We've heard that you and Aitken uh, wants out for family reasons. I'm not sure about where that comes from or any of the background of that, but it, it just feels disappointing that once the Warriors are going to be back in New Zealand next year, this bloke doesn't want to hang around. There's some talk about Matt Lodge potentially not uh, signing a contract extension as well. Um and, you know, obviously there's been the Reese Walsh rumours as well. In terms of a contract, when you give these guys a contract, is there anything in there that, that, that uh, you know, stipulates, hey, look, you know, um, family reasons or, you know, in inverted commas, isn't a good enough reason for you to break this contract? I mean, how are you guys handling that going forward? No, we're, we're, in terms of Reese, we've got no, we're, we've got no worries there. I mean, that's, we're, we're pretty confident that that's been started by some of these Australian clubs over here that would like to get their hands on him. But Bruce is happy where he is and he's, he's um, enjoying his football and he's excited to be moving to New Zealand. Uh, Ewan's one is a unique one and, and I'll, out of respect to him, I won't go into details with it, but it's certainly nothing against the Warriors or um, or New Zealand. For him, he's just not able to, for personal reasons, he's just not able to move over at the moment. And those reasons weren't there when he signed a couple of years ago. So... Um, we, we understand that, and I know that sounds a bit... Uh, I'm being a bit vague there, but I'm, I'm just doing that out of respect for um, Ewan and what he's done for us. He'll be a big loss for us. He's been fantastic mm. and, and uh, done a great job for our club, but he has... Uh, yeah, there's certainly no ill feeling from him towards the Warriors or New Zealand as a country, for that matter. He, he um, It's just a, it's something that's happened, and, and uh, he's had to deal with it, and this is the way that it has to be dealt with. So um, it is what it is. It's an unfortunate one, and uh, Matt's off contract, so, um, you know, there's he's got some different options, and he's, and he's you know, he's weighing up those options and going through that himself, but, um, you know, and hopefully in the next week or two, we've spoke about uh, Murata, we spoke about Dylan and Luke that are coming next year. Hopefully in the next week or two, we'll be able to name one or two more that will... Um, you know, that'll, that'll really excite the people back home as well. Well, Chris had, had, had just messaged through, what about Marty Tapao? Unwanted at Manly next year. What chances of him being in a Warriors jersey? You, can you give us anything on yeah. that? <laughs> well, Marty's very expensive, unfortunately. <laughs> and, and we've got some uh, <laughs> we've got some pretty good front rowers in Edmonton or Blake and Torhu Harris. Uh, I, I expect Torhu will move into the middle more as his career goes, yeah, particularly coming back from a um, knee reconstruction. He can play middle and edge, but uh, I think he'll be in there, and Josh Curran's doing a great job at lock. So it's um, uh, it's a position we're reasonably comfortable in at the moment. But you never know. You never know. You never know. Hey, Craig, thanks very much for giving us so much of your time. We really appreciate it. Go well, mate. Best luck against the Broncos this weekend, and uh, hopefully we can talk again soon, eh? Uh, thanks for having me on, and I really enjoy everything your station does. 
Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.